It's beautiful. Every color is powerful. Every color is worthy. Try to bury us. They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Saliari, and this is Salt the Podcast, a series of encounters with inspiring women. They're healers, activists, mothers, educators, and world changers. Together, we create community, share knowledge, amplify voices, heal, and break narratives by elevating a new generation. Welcome to Salt the Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in. My guest today is Marjorie Alfred. Marjorie is an orthomolecular and colon hydrotherapist who is based in Amsterdam. And if you've never heard those words before, you will find out very soon what they mean. Marjorie is married to Rul, her soulmate and best friend, and she's the mom of Boy and Jelisa. Marjorie is a healer, and she has been such a wonderful resource and a solid part among our women friends. She's our rock that prays for us and cares for us. She helps us with questions about our body. And she has a very calm and strong presence that makes you feel you can achieve anything because she believes in you. The title of today's encounter is Emotional Nutrition. We will speak about our colon, alternative ways of approaching health, the inseparability of body and mind, our mamas, and much, much more. Welcome, Marjorie, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So it would be nice for our audience to get to know you a little bit better. Of course, I've already introduced you, but it would be nice if you could share a little bit more about yourself. Who are you? Who is Marjorie? Yeah, no, just like you already mentioned, my name is Marjorie. I'm Dutch. I was born in Suriname. Uh, when I was one year old, uh, my parents and my brother came to the Netherlands. And we lived for five years in Hilo. That's a little city, a uh, little village uh, in the north of Holland. And uh, actually, uh, we raised by my mom because uh, my father wasn't there uh, a lot. Uh, we grew up with my uh, lovely mom. My husband and I have two children, a boy and a girl, Jelisa and boy. And uh, yes, I love them so very much. Every day I speak a lot of blessings over their lives. I'm a Christian and I love God a lot. I love healthy food and I love cooking, healthy cooking. Yeah, I'm very ambitious, uh, ambitious woman. And I love to help people, to encourage them and to build them up and empower them. And uh, yeah, that they. Um, have that they will feel good and if I can be a part of that that's really what I am and what I like to do and I pray a lot for for my family and for my customers and for my friends and for everybody who I can help thank you much so that's me. <laughs> thank you that's beautiful it's a beautiful mm -hmm. introduction thank you We mentioned, or I mentioned, that you are a colon hydrotherapist and an orthomolecular therapist. And these are two words that I can imagine not everybody knows. And it would be really good if, we could exp if you could explain what they mean. Yeah. What is it what you do exactly? 
Yeah, well, a colon hydrotherapist, if you take it literally, it's really cleaning the colon. But yeah, that's what I do. And that's really a refreshing, a renewing from your body because in your body, in your colon, there is a human system. And I get a lot of customers who have not only colon problems, but that they can't sleep, that sleeping problems, lack of energy, uh, skin problems, bad concentration. And that part, um, you can see that the, the brain and the colon are so connected with each other that you have to clean the colon first and build it up again to get a healthy colon. And from there on, you can build your, your uh, health again. So that's what I'm doing. So before I clean the calling, I, I have very intensive intake and interview, intake interview, so that I can know what where the problem starts and when the problem starts. And also, if you see, if you look at orthomolecular therapists, it's yeah, it merge each other. It's 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 not separate. If you first clean the colon. And then you build your body up. So every problem you have in your body, you can do it uh, by uh, tests. So if then you can look where the problem is in the body. So then we can build it up again. Is that a little bit clear? Or? Yeah, very much, very yeah. much. Yeah. And that also goes in line with the orthomolecular therapist. Yes, yes. The orthomolecular therapist is really, if you have problems, uh, it can be hormone problems, sleeping har- uh, problems, also colon problems. It's all orthomolecular therapist is that we, that I can help people build their health back, get their health back. And also their uh, nutrition, their diet, their lifestyles, it's complete. Uh, because nowadays a lot of people has a lot of stress and from stress you get your body gets out of balance, you know. So with with orthomolecular therapists, I look for the problems and I solve the problems. Yes, yes. So yeah, the health you do problems. like the colon cleaning, but you also work with vitamins and yes. um, like yeah. you, you work very holistically. Yes, and I see every every person is unique. So yeah. I don't treat all the people the same. That's why I have a very intensive intake interview. And I started at the age of two, for example, because we have a, a past. And a lot it, your your past uh, is very important for what's, what's happening in your life now. So I have, I have to know a lot what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I really like what you said that you look at each person individually because yeah. when you look at Western medicine, I mean, obviously we're not saying that Western medicine is bad, but Western yeah. medicine, if we both have the same problem, they will treat us probably with the same medicine. But yes. alternative medicine or even homeopathy, all the different mm-hmm. things that exist out there, they, they really look at the individual and they look at you holistically. Like I've been doing mm-hmm. homeopathy for many, many years something that I really like that they look at your story. They look at your way of living. There's so many things that are being put together. And this is also what I love so much about your work that you really look at each of us as an individual, because what you just said, I think it's a very nice way to, to learn a little bit more about your story because Mm -hmm. you have experienced something personally that also 
made you find out all these things and become what you are today. So it would be really nice if you could also share with us your journey and actually the different statements or sentences that the doctors spoke over you that in the end yeah. actually didn't come true. So yeah, yeah. a bit about your, your journey. What is the story yeah. behind what you actually do? Yeah. Oh, well, when I was young, I, I always had uh, a lot of uh, problems, a lot of colon problems. Uh, I couldn't go to the toilet. I had a lot of constipation. And that started at the age of eight, eight years old. And um, I told you before that my father wasn't a lot at home. And when he was at home, there was a lot of fights and uh, trouble. it was not nice. Yeah, trouble. And uh, I know exactly that the day he left, that day started my, my constipation. Mm-hmm. It really started, and it was a really a bad a constipation uh, that I think four or five days I couldn't go to the toilet. So it was very, very hard. And that I went to the doctor several times, and he gave me a lot of laxatives or and fiber, sometimes fiber, but it didn't help me at all. Uh, and my doctor, he literally said that he don't know what to do anymore, how he can help me. Okay, uh, it continues, it, the, the constipation, it continues for years. Uh, and after I gave birth to my second child, Jelisa, um, it started to, my belly started to hurt a lot, a lot, a lot. I still had that constipation. And I went to the hospital and they did a lot of research And finally, and it took, I think, more a year, I think, finally they find that I had a, a, an inflammation in my colon. And uh, they gave me a lot of medicine, antibiotica. They gave me prednisone. That's a very strong uh, antibiotica. They call it a horse medicine. And, uh, and I lost a lot of weight that time. And I'm, now I am petite yeah. and I, I lost a, a lot of weight and then it became very critical because then the doctors decided so we have to operate you so they took a lot a, a piece of my colon and they gave me the diagnose um, Crohn's disease they also give me for three months a stoma and they maybe said, sorry for interrupting Maybe not everybody yeah. knows what a stoma is, but it's actually that your colon is outside, right? And yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have a bag and all yeah. the poop goes yeah. into the bag. So it's, yeah. it's really yeah. something really, really tough. Yeah. Yeah. And you can imagine <clears throat> I, have two, I had two uh, little children and uh, yeah, that was three months. It was really terrible, but I'm still here. <laughs> and uh After that, they said to me, you have to diagnose Sikta von Crohn. That's a Crohn disease with a lot of inst inflammation. It's chronic. Uh, yeah, chronic, chronic. Chronic, yeah. Yeah, and um, so they said to me, you have to take your whole life, you have to take those medicines. So I went home. It didn't felt good to take all those medicines. So I think one day I took it. And I felt so sick, so I stopped taking those medicine, and I start searching nutrition and all the um, alternatives way. 
And to make a long story short, that helps me a lot to drink a lot of water, to, to stop eating meat. And after that, I, um, I met a colleague and she said to me, because my, my pain was less, but I still didn't felt energetic. Uh, yeah, a lot of energy. I didn't have a lot of energy. I felt, yeah, not really like it has to be. So she said to me, why aren't you going to a colon hydrotherapist to, co- to clean your colon? I said, oh, no, because I was so afraid of that because I had a lot of uh, research. They look into my colon and it hurts a lot. So I said, oh, no. But afterwards, two weeks later, I was thinking about what she said. And then I did it. And that was for me. It was completely different from what I thought that it would be painful or no, it wasn't at all. Um, what I find out and what I, that's why I'm now doing this work because the moment, because the calling, they, you clean the colon with filtered water and the moment the water came in my column, I literally felt my throat was going like big. And that was really an emotion that I couldn't put my finger on for what is it. I was really shocked because I started to cry. And normally, if you clean the colon, a lot of things come out. But I was so stuck. Nothing came out. I was freeze. My body inside was freeze. And that's why it's, it's, it's your colon really is the second brain. And uh, because everything that happened in your brain, it has effect on your colon. So my colon was freezed. It was, it was stressed. It was, cannot do anything. That's why I had constipation all the time. So I had five or six cleansing. And after that, I felt so so good so relieved so in the first place clean but also my mind was clean i could really think more and i was i was tired but tired in a very very good way it felt so good that i said to myself this is something i really want to to give other people and uh, it, that's why when I started to do the, the, the yeah, uplighting, the training, the course, uh, really to give it to other people so that they don't have to go through this terrible episode of my life. Yes. Yeah. So much for talking about it so openly. Um, I get really goosebumps. And um, it kind of shows actually that it's like when you speak, it feels like you have been traumatized in your past. And it yeah. feels like probably you kept a lot of things inside of you. Yeah. And yeah. first you were resistant of letting them out, right? When the lady wanted mm-hmm. to do the cleaning, nothing came yeah. out because for so many years you had kept yeah. them inside of you. Yeah, exactly. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And also from now personally from my own story, because at one point in my life, I was also diagnosed with a Crohn's disease. I didn't oh. go through as much as you did I never had a surgery but 
the doctors were also like, you have the Crohn disease. There's nothing else we can do for you. This is your medicine. You have to take it your entire life. Yes. I just couldn't accept it. Um, of course, at first I was very depressed. I was very sad because I felt like a lot of happiness from my life was taken away from me. I was in pain. So there were many ugly things going on. Then my cousin mm -hmm. told me, why don't you go and see a homeop homeopath? And I thought, okay, why not? I have nothing to mm -hmm. lose. Mm -hmm. And after the intake he did with me, and he did it very similar the way you do it with your clients. He asked me a lot mm -hmm. of questions about my childhood, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. He said, you have a very big wound in your body and we need to heal that wound. Yes. Once we heal that wound, you're going to be fine. Just believe in it and have patience. Yeah, true. That's what I did. And for, yeah. I think, more than 10 years now, I'm without any medication and I'm yeah. totally fine. True. So that is like, yeah, yeah we should yeah. never give up. Like we should always no. keep searching and yeah. finding ways of, of, yeah, finding a way yeah. out. And not always of course. Like, And, and good that, yeah, and good that you say that because not everybody, uh, some people are really afraid to clean their colon, but I can also do fix the colon in another way. Okay. And you did it with the homeopath and yeah. I can do it really because my background is also automolecular and I can fix it also without cleaning. True. So we've spoken yeah. a lot about our colon until yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. good. It's good. I think it's important yeah. to to talk about these things because sometimes yeah. also something that people might be shameful of, right? They don't want to yeah. talk about these topics. They're embarrassed, yeah. or yeah. it's like, oh, that's disgusting. I'm not going to talk about this in public, or yeah. I'm not going to share with anybody. So mm -hmm. I'm really happy that you're here today and that you share your story with us and your truth. Mm -hmm. And as I said at the beginning, Marjorie, you are a healer, mm -hmm. and I I know firsthand how much you love people. And um, that mm -hmm. you have so much passion for it and you're truly gifted, not only with your work, but in general as a person, how you approach us, how you take care of us, how you support us. And what makes you like this? Is it your story? What makes you like yeah. this? Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's, it's uh, in the first place, it's a gift uh, from God. And, uh, and yeah, It, it's really is in my heart. It's really in my heart to help uh, help people um, if they are not feeling good, you know. And because I've been there, you know. And I, uh, if I can do something um, to help other people, yeah, it feels so good. And it's like. You know, if uh, if you, um, I see it like a gift. I see it, it's, we all have dreams in our hearts. Eh? And this is my one of my biggest, biggest dreams. And if you have that, you feel it burning in your heart. And that's really what I have. And, and I think that, um, yeah, it, it really, it, it's, it's for me, it's normal, like eating, like praying. It's, it's for me normal. And, Especially when I feel if I have a client who comes to me and tell her story or his story, I feel immediately what, what they're going through, you know? I feel it immediately. And, and then I have also, okay, we're going to fix it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to build you up, empower you, help you 
have a healthy lifestyle again because it's so important to be healthy because if you are not you cannot follow your dreams you are not energy energy you don't have energy you don't feel good what can you do you can do nothing so it's so important especially now in this time follow your dream so it's really my heart Stella it's really my heart it's that's who I am yeah thank you yeah. that's beautiful yes because also one of the yeah one of the reasons why I um, launched this podcast is also about healing of course that we should heal each other and it's also about liberating knowledge sharing the knowledge that we have because if we just keep it for us nothing will change so you're doing both of these things and that's really really beautiful Majuri, what is grace for you can you complete the sentence grace yeah. is yeah yeah grace is it is a gift from god but it's a gift not to keep for yourself but it's a gift that you also you like to share with others and uh, especially when you look at the period when i was sick i was ill i yeah that continues also in my business it's a grace my, i see my business as a grace yeah it's a gift I can give it to other people. I can share it with other people. And that's, that's God-given. Who has been your soul? Who has inspired you? This is the question, a question that I always ask everybody yeah. I speak to. It, yeah, who inspired me? That was really my mom. Unfortunately, she passed away too soon, too young. Uh, yeah, when I was growing up, my mother, yeah, she... She, she has two children, my brother and, and I, and we were, she put on us every time at the first, first place. And uh, when I was growing up, she always told me that all the desires in my heart, that I can fulfill them. She says that you have to be proud of yourself. In the period when I grow up, a lot of, Yeah, girls from my age, I think 16, I was, were pregnant, um, sometimes abused. And she said to me, Marjorie, be proud of your body and don't let nobody touch your body if you don't want it. Know your boundaries. And that's what she said always and uh, I was like yeah mom I know I know I know but I understand it so good and uh, also what she said if you married or you're living together with your husband always have your own money don't be dependent on your partner That's what she always said, but I still do. I still do. And that's, I, I think I also tell my daughter, don't, because I see it that people are really choosing their partner because of their money or something. No, you have to stand because if something happened, you, you can stay because she did. She had a job. 
she was an independent woman. My father left her and he never uh, supported us financially, never, but she did it. She did it. She was a really independent woman. She had, had to work hard, but she did it. And besides she worked hard, she gave us so much love and I didn't miss my, my father at all. Didn't miss him because she gave so much to us, so much love. And yeah, that's why I inspire my mother a lot. Yeah. She was this is amazing. gold. Yeah. Very, yeah. very beautiful. To whom do you want to pass the salt? What do you want to say to the younger generation? What do you want to, I mean, you do it obviously already to your daughter. That's yeah. another question that I always ask my audience. Yeah. Actually, the same what my mother said to me that, that um, and that I also said to my daughter and to her friends and to all the younger generation that they have to believe in themselves because they are all unique. We are all, they are all, we are all different, all different. And uh, we can, if you know your dream in your heart, you can always fulfill them, always. And yeah, try to build people around you who can support you, who can help you. And uh, yeah, also healthy, healthy lifestyle, uh, good food. And that I think the younger generation has a hard time. So I hope they, that they will look for people, maybe older people to help them. That's what I say, people around them that they will have to look for people around them who can support them, who can empower them, who can build them up, who believes in them. And I, I want to be one of them. And I think you also, Stella. Of course. Yeah. That's why yeah. you're here. That's why I invited yeah. you. That's why, mm -hmm. of course, I've launched this project, Salt the Podcast, because we yeah. want to be the salt yeah. on this yeah. earth. And I, yes, Marjorie. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to ask me? Do you have a question for me? Yeah. Well, I want to say that you are doing such a powerful work for, work for this world, especially for women. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you for that. Thank but you. I also have a question. How was your childhood? Wow, What? that's a very personal <laughs> question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I need to see how I can answer it because... That's a very broad, like I can say a lot. If you, if you had the chance to, to do it different. Yes, yes. So my childhood was, um, it started good. <laughs> yeah. But um, then it got a little bit more troubled. I think I had a lot of childhood trauma, actually. Mm. By the way, to my audience, she did not reveal that question to me in advance. So I had no idea she's going to ask me this. So I'm not prepared. <laughs> no, I think it's important no. to know. So I grew up in Germany and um, my father worked a lot. He was an engineer and my mom was a housewife until the age of 14. My mom moved to Germany for my father and uh, she did speak the language. But of course, she missed Greece because this is where I'm originally from. So she encountered many challenges being in an environment that is not your environment without your family 
without like a support system. And mm -hmm. um, yes, she she had a lot of difficulties at the beginning and probably always kind of to get used to, to the life there because it's very, very different. We grew up in a very um, white neighborhood, like very German. And uh, I always felt like, okay, I don't really belong here. Firstly, of course, I felt I did belong here, there, but then in school and through different comments and different behaviors from people towards me, I felt, oh, I'm different. I'm not part mm -hmm. of this country. I'm not mm -hmm. part of this place. Mm -hmm. And um, so throughout my school life and yeah, my teenager life, I did experience also racism, sexism. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where do I belong to. So I changed a lot of the groups I was hanging out with. Yeah, it it was quite challenging. Of course, I could mention many more things. Yeah. And I also think I was a challenge to my mother because she had lived in a different reality than mine. She grew up in Greece. Um, yeah, very strict everything. Everybody mm -hmm. in Greece is, at that time at least was from Greece, a very homogeneous community. And now she had to deal with a daughter that's quite rebellious, quite always looking for knowledge. I was always until today, seeking things, wanted to find out, didn't want to accept everything the way it was. And then I was facing all these things from my external environment that I wasn't prepared for. My mom had never experienced them. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of difficulties for me. My parents did a lot for us, like especially yeah. my mother. She really sacrificed herself to us. Uh, and until today, they do a lot. But I think there was a problem that they didn't know what I was going through. And I was also not very open about certain things. So, uh, yes, this is, I need to see, I mean, there, there's much more that I could share, but this experiencing racism, experiencing something that you feel you don't belong somewhere has really um, influenced me and has really framed me. And my father always told me, you have to be better than okay, let's say they are, mm -hmm. in order to be accepted. And that made me a very ambitious person that uh, mm -hmm, was really mm -hmm. ambitious in my studies mm -hmm. and everything. And um, yes, yeah, so this was a little bit about my childhood. Obviously, wow. there were a lot of beautiful things too. We yeah, had a very nice house with a garden. We lived close yeah. to the forest. Mm -hmm. Not everything was negative, but these were some things that really influenced me. And because we spoke about childhood trauma today, and yeah. we also know a lot of things that happen in our childhood, especially until the age of seven, they have a really big effect on what we do. And funny, because a few months ago, my mom said to me, and that was something she had never said to me, I'm so happy. She didn't use the word proud. I'm so happy that you are my daughter. Mm. I'm so happy that you are my daughter. And I'm so happy that I see you doing all the things that you're doing. And she truly believes in me. And um She's doing a lot of the things now that I needed when I was younger but because she didn't get them. She didn't have them. She was very hard on herself and also on us. But now yeah. seeing that this is changing, to me, it's just so beautiful and so inspiring. So it means a lot. Wow. And I want to give this to others. And, you know, yeah. I, I had my own daughter last year. Yeah. During my pregnancy with her, I felt, I mean, you know, I, I, I love working with women and I do a lot on that. But when I was praying with my daughter, I felt okay, I have to do more because I don't want mm -hmm. her to go through certain things and I want to give something back. And that's also, you know, my podcast is also going towards the younger generation. Yeah. I really believe we can give something to them to, of course. to help them and support them. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you for this question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing, uh, yes. Stella. 
Yeah. Yes, thank you so much, Marjorie. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's, uh, thank you. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your honesty, for sharing your wisdom, sharing your knowledge. As my audience knows, uh, I always finish with honoring a woman. And uh, I wanted to honor somebody specific today, but it didn't feel right. But it just didn't feel right. And before I started the interview with you, I thought, mm. I'm pretty sure I know who I will honor. But obviously, I didn't tell you. And just speaking to you gave me the, the proof that my initial thought was correct. And actually, I want to honor your mother today oh. in my podcast. Oh. Oh, Because my. your mother, from what you just explained to us, she did something amazing. She put you guys first. She did not only do that. She had your back. She spoke life into you. She told you to be proud of your body, to love your body. She told you to have boundaries. This is so important. So many women don't have boundaries. She told you to be independent. So she did so many things that I think because of those, you said, I didn't even miss my father. You said you could yeah. fly because of your mom, because she yeah. had your back and yeah. she believed in you. And this is so important that we as mothers support our daughters because we really, really need it. And We had a conversation earlier on actually about the word feminism. Maybe you remember, but yeah. your mom was a feminist. This yeah, is what a yeah, feminist yeah. is to me. Yeah, she, yeah. she was amazing. And yeah, I want to finish our, our um, interview today with a poem that really fits into this and shows what your mother did. It's a poem by, Na by Naira Waid. Naira Waid is um, probably the most famous poet on Instagram. She doesn't reveal much about herself but she has amazing writings and wow. she has written a poem that it's called emotional nutrition. And I think it fits today's interview. It fits your mom. It fits what we discussed. And it says, I will tell you my daughter of your worth, not your beauty every day. Your beauty is a given. Every being is born beautiful. Knowing your worth can save your life. Raising you on beauty alone, you will be starved. You will be raw. You will be weak and easy stomach. Always in need of someone telling you how beautiful you are. Wow, this is so beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much, Della. This is so beautiful. Can I, can you send me the poem? Of course, of course. I love it so <laughs> yes, much. Yes, I will. Beautiful. I will also publish everything on, onto the website, of course. Yeah, and, um, thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Marjorie, mm. for taking the time to speak to us, share your wisdom. Mm. And yeah, I will upload all your information, any literature that you recommend, I will upload it uh, on my website. And I want to also thank my audience for listening. And feel free to visit my website, www.saltthepodcast.com for more conversations. And of course, follow me on Instagram under Salt the Podcast. And if you have any questions to me or Marjorie, just drop us a line. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stella. Thank you. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.